Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 135 of Eddie and Caleb Serocast. That's right, one plate on each side of the bar. It <laughs> is <laughs> the early, early hours of Sunday, November 13, 2022. And we are here to review Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the ultimate edition, because that's the only one they have on a HBO Max for some reason. Of course, I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. Oh, Instagram, ECHeroCast. Also, my Instagram, which I've rebranded to be a fitness channel, Caleb B. Fit. Caleb B-E-F-I-T. Follow that. Check that out. I'll post the uh, being clearly lopsided on uh, certain lifts. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. And good we are stuff. unverified all on that Twitter. Be- yes. Well, I I, uh, <laughs> I have my Twitter blue subscription, but I'm working on getting that uh, that that check mark, you know? Do you really? I'll give I'll give I'll give Elon the sixteen dollars if I have to. I don't care. It's only available on iPhone, so I don't have it, so couldn't even yes, if I wanted to. Yes. Makes sense, makes sense. Now, <clears throat> we are not alone tonight, is that or today rather. Is that right, Eddie? That's right. We're joined by Ben Affleck. Not quite. Hmm. Not quite. A good friend returning to the podcast for his fourth fourth appearance? Is that right? Could be. <laughs> I think I think so. And I just want to say I was fully prepared to say do you bleed once he introduced me as Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh. You will. You will. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, so the you will like that that, you know, that's funny enough, but it's like what's funnier is the way Superman just kind of stares at him after he says that. He's like okay. Basically. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, as you can tell, the voice, friend of the show, returning once again, Simon Cotton. Follow him at SGC Speaks. And, uh, yeah, I asked him to come on. We uh, made some moves, and uh, the, the boys are back together now. All right. Holy Trinity, you might say. Yes. Yes, the, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um. <laughs> Oh, this was released on March 25, 2016. Eddie, what were you doing around this time? And did you did you go see this movie in the theater around this time? I did see it in the theater. And yeah, I teased last week. Big story. Big wrestling related story for what I was doing at this time. I had yeah. uh, I mentioned a few times on here. Used to have a wrestling podcast. Just got too busy to to do it. Plus, didn't really watch the source material as much. So, my friends and I, who I did the podcast with, we had just come from the Arnold Fitness Expo, which, as Caleb should know, since he's a big fitness fitness guy, is the largest fitness yeah. convention in the world. So it's a really big deal. And in front of the convention center is an Arnold Schwarzenegger statue. Which, uh, you know, I don't object to. He's uh, 
brought in millions of dollars to the city with this convention, so it's fine. But on the podcast, we recorded right after it because they did a bunch of NXT stuff there. And I was like, you know what? We should do a... You know, Arnold's not from here. He's from Austria, so we should have, like, a statue of, like, someone famous from here but as a wrestler. And then we were kind of bouncing around ideas, and it's like, well, Randy Savage was from Columbus. So my friend jokingly just kind of put up a petition. I forget on which site, um, whatever the petition site is. And, you know, the listeners... It was probably... Oh, go ahead. Probably change. Yeah, change.org. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, we got, uh, after uh, like a week, we got like 50 uh, people signed it, probably mostly just the listeners. And then, like, funny enough, I was waiting in line to get an autograph from Mick Foley when we our, our group chat, someone sent a link, and I don't know how they found it, but Rolling Stone the magazine picked up the petition <laughs> and the next thing you know, we had <laughs> five thousands of signatures on this thing. Um, and it was, it was insane. We had, um, we had like the local radio stations and news interview. And mostly it was my friend cause he started the petition, which I'm glad cause he would have done better at these interviews than I would have. But like they had like the, the local CBS news like interviewing us like we're just idiot podcasters we didn't know this would turn into this so um i mean you can google it like columbus macho man statue and you can see the old archived news stuff and it's like none of us could believe that this was like real life like i did like the taz show like uh and you had people wow. You had people, on, they were posting, like, on Facebook. You had people arguing in the comments, like, I don't want my tax dollars to pay for this. Wrestling's fake. And other people were like, hell yeah, this would be awesome. And, you know, my point was like, and, well, we get all the signatures. We turn it in. Even the mayor's office was, the news was like, the mayor's office is aware of the petition but has no comment on it. I'm like, I can't believe the mayor is aware of our dumb podcast idea. Um, <laughs> and then, so we turned it in. And I called, like, a lady from the arts. We even had a sculptor, like a sculpt, the guy who did the Jesse Owens statue at Ohio State. He volunteered to do this. I mean, he we pay him, but he offered to do it. And it's like, he's a big-time sculptor. He did the, the Jesse Owens. So we we I let the, uh, the lady from the arts council know this. And I was like, so how do we do this? Because we really kind of did this as a joke and then it took off and now we kind of want it to happen and she's like well uh i'll tell you now city property will not do this at all they'll only build statues of historical people now i would argue randy savage is historical but fair enough i mean the one absolutely won the main event of, yeah won the main event of wrestlemania or that's history right there i know the mega powers exploded i mean come on but you know yeah. I guess they meant like Christopher Columbus, who they took down. It's like, well, there's an empty spot there. Yes. You could just put a Randy Savage in where Christopher Columbus was. But hey, uh, you know what Randy Savage did do? What? A bunch of bad stuff to the natives, man. <laughs> That's true. He didn't. He was just mean to Hulk. Now, I mean, I'm. Liz might not be a big fan of the uh, statue, but that's a whole nother topic of discussion. Yeah. 
So, but I, so I asked the lady, I'm like, well, how did Arnold get his statue then? Because he's not a historical figure by the same, you know, standard. And she's like, well, that's county property, so that would be different. That would be your best bet. I said, okay. Um, so I made like this, I was like, so how do we go about doing this? Because there's statues in Columbus. They have, uh, if you, one thing you know about me, I don't like when animals pose as people. I think it's creepy and weird. Anything furry-ish, I'm out. And we have these statues of deers in the park that are like posing as people. I hate them. I wish someone would vandalize them and destroy them. Uh, and then there's another statue. It's supposed to be like a sonic boom. I don't know why, but it's there. But it looks like a wadded up tissue. And I'm like, these statues suck. Like, we can certainly do better. So how do we get a really good statue? Because I guarantee you, people are going to come from out of town, take photos with this thing. They're going to show it outside and nationwide or wherever they decide to put it before every Raw. It's going to be a, a big deal. And she's like, well, to do this, you'd have to, you know, raise the money, which we were prepared to do. And then you'd have to come to, like, the weekly meetings and you'd have to, you know, you'd have to consult with uh, the builders. You'd have to talk about getting um, a yearly maintenance fee done on it. And I was like, this, this kind of sounds like a full-time job. And she says, oh, yeah, it is. Like, well, the three of us already have full-time jobs, so that's kind of tricky. Plus, we don't know anything about art. Uh, so it kind of died there, unfortunately. Although, uh, right before COVID, a company reached out to us. I won't say who. But they slid into the DMs, and they asked about if they could take over the process. And we had a conference call with them. We gave them over all the details we had. And then, um, yeah, so hopefully they'll do better than we did. I, I asked for an update like a year or so ago. And they're like, eh, this has kind of been on the back burner because of COVID. And I was like, yeah, I get it. So I haven't heard anything, <laughs> but hopefully the guy that we talked to is still there. But it was definitely like... Uh, it was a crazy week. I mean, it's just like, I can't believe we're on the news for something we said on the podcast, like the Channel 10 news. Mm. Like, But yeah, that's probably my favorite story I'll be telling on here, uh, at least to this point. So <laughs> I thought it was fun, but hopefully they build it one day. Yeah, that that would be a real dawn of justice, seeing, uh, yeah. seeing a macho statue Lan in Columbus. Lanny Poffo was posting on his Facebook about it and everything, and... <laughs> He signed, he signed the petition. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm Maybe sure he's the he one who did. got it over to Rolling Stone. I don't know. He might have some connections. He'd go up there. He, he would, like, camp by the sign and be like, hey, you guys know this is my brother? <laughs> hey, Lanny was underrated. Okay, yeah. That's a real genius take of you, pal. Yeah, he um, did a swanton bomb in the 80s. Oh, pardon I me. I know. He's a time traveler. Okay. So, funny enough, I did see this in theater. I saw this on opening weekend as well. And I remember because I saw it just days before I headed to Dallas for WrestleMania 32. Uh, not really a great show, but that same weekend you had NXT TakeOver, Zayn Nakamura, good weekend, good times. Um, I think I've told it on the air here before, but, you know, Dallas, Texas, you had, depends on who you ask, WWE, you had like 101,000 fans there. Uh, Dave, you had like 80,000. Doesn't matter. Impressive number either way. Um, on Friday, I ran into these two European fellas at Access, and <laughs> I run into them, them again on Monday. 
in, in the town of Dallas, just run into these two same people on Monday. And then, the, okay, so on Saturday, there's another group of two that I run into in line for WrestleCon. And then, like, right before Raw starts, I look over to the section over me. It's those same two people. So, like, two different groups of two people that I run into on two separate occasions at WrestleMania, or at WrestleMania weekend, somehow, amongst, like, upwards of, again, if you believe Dave, 80,000, if you believe WWE, 100,000. Either way, just absurd, absurd things, man. That was the seven-hour yeah, WrestleMania, this... wasn't it? Uh, so no, the longest one was the uh, thirty-five, which is the one that Becky and Ronda main evented. Um, okay. This was this that was seven and a half hours. This was seven from beginning of pre-show to yeah, seven. End of that's that's brutal. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they switched to the uh, two-night format. That's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, saw this in uh, theaters, uh, seen it. it. It feels like it comes on like it's one of those like on FX or TNT, like all the time at the gym for some reason. It is definitely on FX and TNT a lot, <laughs> even yeah. even not ha- even, even not watching regular TV like that as much anymore. I have distinct memories yeah. of 2018, 19, and onward just catching this stuff on television. And I'm pretty sure yeah. they, it's the theatrical version that you catch on TV. Yeah. That's a decision. Well, you would hope because if it's the if, it, if it's the ultimate edition, it's, you know, you're, you're blocking out four hours of TV time right there. Yeah. Simon, what's your history? Man? As a, it's funny because I remember exactly the, my experience going to watch this. Um, just a quick history on me: I was in the band at an undergrad, and the people in my I played the trumpet, and the people in my section all wanted to go to see this, or at least a good amount of them did. So I think on a Saturday night, maybe even Sunday, we went to go see the movie at the local movie theater. And, of course, the, the, we saw the theatrical version. And there's a friend of mine who is pretty analytical and has a lot of the same eyes for analyzing stuff as I did. I walked out of that movie, and I was immediately disappointed. He walked out of the movie and told me it was the greatest superhero movie of all time. And I could, and the, the expression I had after hearing him say that, I probably could never recreate. It's like the Jim Cornette goof goof face and from that uh, interview about uh, Vince Russo. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. I knew oh, from man. the... There are some movies I have to go back and rewatch because I might want to analyze something a little bit, look at it a little bit more differently and less as a fan. I knew the moment I saw the theatrical version that that movie was trash so up that's all i'll that's all i'll put out there for right now about the old the uh theatrical version because okay. there are well, some differences some big okay. ones actually. i will take your word for it i didn't bother to seek out the theatrical uh version because you know i'm already committing 
three hours like in another two and a half or two forty or whatever. Um, I will ask real quick as an aside: Did you all see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever this weekend? Yeah, it, it is on the it is on the to do list. Uh, probably going to see it this week, but no, I haven't seen it yet. All right, all right. Yeah, it's not a not a bad two and a half hours. Um, I've seen better, but Marvel set a low bar this year, and in my opinion, it cleared it. So, good well, let me just well let me just ask you this: Is it yeah. better than Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes. Okay. Next litmus test: <laughs> Is it better than Multiverse of Madness? Yes. Uh, you know my right. opinions on multiverse. And and finally you know. test. Yeah. Is it is it better than Spider Man No Way Home? No. Okay. That's it. I'd agree yeah, with all it that. Passed, it passed. Okay, then that's fine. It should it should be at least good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good villain. Um great villain really, I might uh, say. Mm. Mm. Okay, either way. Either way. Champions in wrestling real quick. WWE side, of course, this was right before WrestleMania 32, as I alluded. <laughs> uh, tri- Triple H, your WWE champion. NXT champion, Finn Balor. Uh, TNA, Drew Galloway. That's a name y'all might be familiar with. Oof. And ROH, of course, it's uh, boring-ass Jay Lethal. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because when when I remembered what year this movie came out, I immediately knew who was the champion at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, well, it's like, you know, you put you put a movie out in late March. I'm immediately going to be able to track like, OK, this is pretty close in relation to WrestleMania. So just, yeah, Man. good stuff. Uh, number one song by Digital Download as of March 25, 2016, was Seven Years by Lucas Graham. That is a one-hit one, a one hit wonder amongst one-hit wonders, that's for sure. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But that being said, I think we can go into the facts and figures now, right, Ed? Yeah, so budget. Actually got the marketing one as well, which is is nice to always get. Budget, um, yeah, two hundred fifty million, but with the marketing three twenty five. But we don't ever count that. But it's just nice to know sometimes. And the box office yeah. was eight hundred seventy three point six million, which put it uh, pretty high. Where is it? Ah, number nine on the list. At six twenty three point six million, that's seven seventy one point two with inflation, which uh, is going to keep going up, I guess. Um, it is right in yeah. between Spider Man, Spider Man two below it, Spider Man three above it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, this just goes to show that no matter what, Batman is a proven draw. <laughs> uh, critic- it also goes. It also goes to show that. If you put the names of these characters in the movies, people might go watch them. Yeah. You... <laughs> yes. Man yes. of Steel. <laughs> so, <laughs> critics, pretty harsh. 29%. Fans, 63%. Mm. But you are seeing that disparity. 
between fans and critics, though. We are. I don't think we have officially hit the moment where critics lose touch of what people want because I I think with this movie, because it's built up as this dream match, you know? I mean, I remember even in I Am Legend, there was like an Easter egg for this movie because he lives in the future and it's like Batman vs. Superman uh, banner in the background from the future. And it's like, I think people really wanted to like it so I think that's why the fan score is a little higher. But okay, just a theory. Maybe they did like it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe oh, there are definitely people who do. Yes, they're quite well, loud yeah, there's about like, it. There's a cult of uh, Snyder fans. Like Zack Snyder is a very polarizing director. Which, by the way, of course, this was directed by Zack Snyder. But yeah, there are a lot of people that. Wouldn't piss on Zack Snyder if he was on fire. And then there's, you know, there are people that would die for Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get into more when we do the Snyder cut. So. Yeah. For and sure. I guess, uh, what, cast? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, it is. Let's see. Um, how about. Uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. We've got a new Alfred on in the hero cast. Always love a new Alfred. Um, I have nothing bad to say about him. I liked him. I honestly really like his performance. Okay. Yeah, he was very okay. uh, useful. Like he, he, he was almost like a. Uh, he reminded me of. Um, from Batman Beyond, old Bruce Wayne, who's too old to do Batman anymore, but he's still pretty handy around the Batcave. And, uh, thought Ooh. that was good. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about Amy Adams as Lois Lane? She's back. She is. <laughs> Getting kidnapped again. She, yeah. <laughs> there she goes again. Thank God she's got red hair, because, yeah, that's Mary Jane vibes for sure. Um, I mean, it is, this isn't a, look, the Martha scene, which we're going to talk about later. It's like the, the odd coincidence of like, she happened to go to the side of the fight and just say, no, that's his mom. That's his mom's name. It's, that's not a, like, uh, insult on her so much as it is on the script, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was... She's good in it. I just, um, it seems like she kind of only existed in this movie just to be kidnapped and then to do the Martha thing. Highly possible. Kid- kidnapped twice, by the way. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I'll go last on this one because I might take a minute because I need to collect my thoughts. Jesse Eisenberg okay. as Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh. Ooh. I mean, he just kind of yelled and soliloquied. Like, like, it's like someone doing a shitty version of Walter White. Ooh, yeah. When in the theatrical version, I completely hated him. In the Ultimate Edition, I understand what Zack Snyder was going for. I still don't like him. I'll be honest. Uh, 
you know, we talk about uh, home run casting decisions, like a Hugh Jackman as a Wolverine, or, um, you know, even Kelsey Grammer as Beast. But, like, I think this is uh, striking out with the bases loaded of a casting decision. <laughs> this, I mean, I don't mind Jesse Eisenberg as an actor, but this was a, a terrible casting decision. Like, if I was. If I was working in the casting department and someone said, oh, we're thinking about Jesse Eisenberg for this movie, I would say, oh, you know, that he would make a pretty good Jimmy Olsen. And they say, no, no, that, Lex, yep, Lex Luthor. Yep. Like, Lex Luthor? Like, what, what's Jesse Eisenberg's most famous role? It's Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah, Ma- or Mark, Zombieland. Either yeah. way, but kind of quirky. But Mark Zuckerberg, like, is – and he, he looks like Mark Zuckerberg. And it's like Mark Zuckerberg's the least threatening male alive. There's not a guy in, on Earth who couldn't beat his ass, okay? And he he played Mark Zuckerberg very good, but I don't see Lex Luthor with that. I mean, it's like you could say, well, he, he played a billionaire. Isn't that the same? It's like, no, no, that's not the same. Just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you're the same. You know, like Donald Trump and Bill Gates are not the same person just because they have a lot of money. It's just, oh, I hated this casting decision. And he he played him like he was, like, literally insane. You know, like, I, I don't know. He, 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 he acted like he was a, a crazy person, which that, to me, is not lex luther at all the lex it should have been we saw lex luther a few weeks ago in ant-man it should have been Corey stall that would have been a good lex luther i was just about to, mm. i was just about okay. to say that yeah yeah he he came off as like a crazy person and like again you could argue oh well what about what elon's doing with twitter lately doesn't he seem like a crazy person maybe but not crazy like i'm gonna go uh you know, take a bath in my neighbor's bathtub kind of crazy. Like, that's what Jesse Eisenberg came off as, like, completely unhinged. <laughs> and it's like, that's just not like, like, I don't buy that a guy with that kind of personality would be a billionaire and own this company. And if, if, supposedly, eventually becomes president. If you read the comics, I doubt he does in this. But it's like, no, that's not him at all. This was terrible, a terrible casting decision. I just, ugh, I hated it. One of the worst. So, so, <laughs> so really quickly, um, I'm going to be referencing the Arkham games a little bit, especially when we talk about Batman. So just, just follow along and just hear me out on this. Have any of you played or watched the gameplay for Batman? Um, what was it? What was well, which one was the Arkham game where it's the Bat- Arkham Origins? I remember now. Uh, yeah, I played it, beat it. It was fun. Caleb? Uh, no, no. I've I've heard some tales about it, but beyond that, no. Do you care about spoilers? No, go ahead. Okay, so in the game, uh, Batman is going after Black Mask, and when he confronts Black Mask, he's acting all erotic and crazy. And then he eventually takes off the black mask and, re- and is revealed to be the Joker. And if someone had told me that Jesse Eisenberg was Lex Luthor 
wearing was the was rather Joker wearing a Lex Luthor mask, I'd have believed it. Because there is nothing about this man that gives any inkling of the Lex Luthors of old or of previous comic iterations. People on Twitter have tried to claim there's a particular comic book where Lex kind of acts like this. And I'm going to say the same thing I'm going to say about Batman using guns. Just because it happened a few times doesn't mean it's a good enough thing to use as your source material. Yeah, that's fair. I'm inclined to agree. And also, I would add, you know, just because something happened in the comics, like I shouldn't necessarily as a viewer have to do that homework, you know? Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, this was uh, baffling. <laughs> Hell, even uh, he did the voice for Lex Luthor in a comic, or not a comic, uh, they don't have voices, a uh, cartoon animated movie. But uh, the more I think about it, Rain Wilson wouldn't have been a bad Lex Luthor either. Mm. But yeah, like, I don't know. Why does Lex Luthor, that's, yeah, I don't know. He did the voice. Yeah, but still, like, at the end of the day, it's Dwight. <laughs> I know, but uh, you know, John Krasinski can be Mr. Fantastic. Don't you... get me started. <laughs> oh boy, I, can't, uh, I, can't, I definitely have to come back and talk about Multiverse of Madness, but we're getting off subject. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill as Clark Kent Superman. What the hell did you just say? Henry Cavill. Sorry, <laughs> you know how I pronounce it. I don't know why I say Kavir, but I always do. So I love really him. quick, Henry Cavill is Superman. Like that's it. So really quick question. Um, comparing his appearance here to his appearance in Man of Steel, am I the am I the only one who thinks he didn't do as good of a job here? Um, I can certainly see your perspective. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think a lot of it, and this is part of my criticism with the movie, I felt his rivalry with Batman was very forced. Yes. <laughs> it literally forced, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. But no, I like, I mean, overall I liked him, so I can't say too much. I guess, uh, let's see, anyone else worth talking about other than our main event i guess shout out ezra miller and jason momoa and ray fisher and <laughs> to a lesser extent who had a featured role is gal gadot in their yeah roles but uh, yeah shout out ezra miller who will probably never be on the hero cast again after snyder cut i assume i think he is in flash coming out next year because they've already filmed it but I think oh, okay. beyond that, they're looking for an, a guy who doesn't get arrested. Um, like Elliot Page, yeah. Hey, that's a rumor. I'd Look, stay out of jail. That's all I ask. I mean, it's not it's not hard to I do. Mean, Chris Rock wrote a sketch about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, shout out to them and the least subtle Easter egg ever. And our main event, Ben Affleck. Honestly, the worst Batman. Easter egg I, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben Affleck is Bruce Wayne Batman. I'm just going to get it out the way right now. I love his Bruce Wayne. 
It's okay. honestly one of my favorite depictions. And I hate his Batman. Wow. Mm. At, at least in this movie. Okay. I I agree. I liked him a lot as Bruce Wayne. It's it's hard to say as Batman just because the rivalry was so forced. Um, I mean going I mean going into this movie, I remember being nervous because it's like he should be a good Batman, but he was also so terrible in Daredevil, which I know that script was a mess, uh, way more of a mess than this script, but uh, you're still nervous because the portrayal. Uh, but I think he was a very good Batman. Not um, not Christian Bale. I won't go that far. I know people who say he's the best Batman. Um, I can't uh, I can't say he's the best uh, best Batman. But I would say he might be. Um, let's see, because Michael Keaton I liked a lot as well. Uh, he's certainly better yeah. than George Clooney. He's certainly better than um, yeah. Val Kilmer. But, yeah, I don't know. He's up there. Although, have to say, shout out, or not not shout out, that's the wrong word, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, who was also a great Batman. Yeah. But uh, the voice. R.I.P. Yes, the voice of uh, Batman, unfortunately, passed away. Great, great show. Still holds up. I've mentioned it many times. But, yeah, I would say uh, he might be number two if we're not. It's close. It's close. But, yeah, I could see Ben Affleck as number two if we're not counting Kevin Conroy. Number three, is number three I would put uh, Michael Keaton. No. Well, Robert, I'm okay, telling I you. forgot about Robert Patton. Okay. You know what? I, Affleck, I, I can't at, rank best, him. at best, Affleck is number three. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, if you had to ask me to rank them, it would probably be Robert Pattinson, Christian Bale. Uh, I'm still I'm still debating those two, so let's just put Christian Bale on top of that. Christian Bale, yeah. Robert Pattinson, and then Ben Affleck. That's fair. Yeah. But I would say he he definitely is uh, does a, a nice job. I wouldn't mind. Uh, that's one of the criticisms of this movie. I think there should have been uh, more solo movies going into it before this. And I know people have, you know, it's like, well, we just saw Dark Knight. Do you need another solo Batman movie? Uh, yes, because yes. you're introducing a new Batman. <laughs> right. Uh, this, if this was taking place in the Christian Bale uh, universe, it'd be one. It'd be an entirely different set of. Well, for one, it couldn't because of the Dark Knight Rises. But in a hypothetical situation where this all stems from Christian Bale's and the Nolan trilogy, yeah, you can go right into something like this. But you're establishing an entirely new character, as you already said. So you have to establish what he views, what, what what's important to him, his character motivations, his what, what, what are his goals, aspirations, and everything else. And while this mo- movie attempts to do that, it also paints a picture of a Batman radically different from most of the ones we've seen depicted in live action. Yeah. I mean, we we don't need the origin story necessarily. You can gloss over it, which they did in this movie, but... Uh, I, I, I mean, it's like... I he, disagree. I want... No, we don't need to see Martha getting see shot again. Get, <laughs> I want to see the Waynes get shot as much as possible. <laughs> uh, I finally, I finally thought we were past this in 2016, and yeah. then Joker came out. But... Hey. Uh, 
Shout out and uh, what's her name? Maggie from The Walking Dead for getting shot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this Batman even references Joker, so I don't know. You could have done an origin story and just brought in, like... Because I will say this. This Batman, you can use more villains than you could have in The Dark Knight. And it seems like yeah. the Batman is going to also follow the same rules as Dark Knight, where, like, supernatural stuff does not exist. So you can use... No, it's more... Yeah, you can use a Mr. Freeze or a Clayface or whoever in that. So that's is at least kind of cool. Or, uh, yeah. So anyway, I guess we can jump into the plot of this really long movie. Yeah. Well, we open with Kayla's favorite part. <laughs> the opening yes. credits showing Bruce Wayne running from his parents' funeral. But also a flashback of his parents being gunned down. And as Bruce runs away, he falls into a hole, and uh, I guess this is the Batcave, but he's attacked by a swarm of bats and then levitates out of the hole. What? <laughs> I don't know. Was that a dream? I don't. I don't know. But yeah. I think it was. I guess it was supposed to be symbolic of him finding the symbol or something to that that lifts him up from his pit of despair. It's all kind of on the yes. nose, if you ask me, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I could have uh, done that. This won't be that. the first time you hear on the nose in Zack Snyder, so... Well, we cut to the end of Superman. I really liked this part, so... Uh, yes. Because we see, like, the repercussions of their battle with Zod, and we never see that in superhero movies. Um, so Bruce... Well, there's one part of it I didn't like, which I'll get to. Uh, Bruce Wayne, which I guess Gotham and Metropolis... It's kind of like New York City and Brooklyn, maybe. I don't know. They're like right across the bridge, which uh, yes. I always thought Gotham they, was they more are. Chicago and New York was Metropolis. But sure, we'll go with across the bridge that they built two mega cities. Um, so they're evacuating the city, and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne just calls some random guy in an office, and he's like, "You need to get out." And the guy looks out the building, and the whole city's being attacked by aliens a few blocks away. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And it's like, dude, why were you Excuse even there? Me. Like, I'm not staying to finish the TPS reports when the city's under attack. Excuse me, his <laughs> name was Jack. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> that all-important Batman character, Jack. Uh, I'm so saying, J Lumberg is dude, Lumberg is breathing down this guy's neck's neck. He's got to get those TPS reports done. Yeah. Meanwhile, just a few blocks away, there's like a massive machine causing an earthquake, but sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jack uh, he doesn't evacuate and dies. Ultimate cannon fodder. <laughs> that was so stupid. Like, I get what they were trying to, to do, but... Yeah. This is why a movie beforehand should have done this. Yeah, For example... Jack could have been like a uh, in charge of Wayne Enterprise or something. I'll do Jack could have been Rob. <laughs> I, I think that would have been way too far. I, I don't know if Superman he could have ever forgave Superman for that. But I'll give you one. Uh, you have him. You have the Batman that comes out after Man of Steel, and Lu it's Lucius Fox. Yeah, that could work. Like we yeah. already saw him yeah. a bunch in The Dark Knight, so we don't necessarily need to see that character. Throughout the movies, yeah. again, worst case scenario, just give him his son or something. Well, Bruce then runs into a massive dust cloud, which uh, I'm pretty sure gave like 
thousands of people after 9-11 lung cancer, so I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, he goes around saving people during this big fight. Uh, Bruce then kind of, like, mean mugs as he sees Superman and Zod fly by. Um, so even though this was a little clunky, I did enjoy the fact that you at least see where Superman's come or Batman's coming from, where it's like this guy came to Earth and brought the fight, and now he's destroying this city. So I at least it was awkward, but uh, kind of well done in an awkward sort of way. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, cut to the Indian it's Ocean. Effective. And this diver pulls a big rock out of the water, which has a green rock inside. And we cut to Africa, and Lois Lane is there. She meets Jimmy Olsen, and they go to interview a terrorist. And the terrorist takes apart Jimmy's camera, and they see a tracking bug inside. So they kill him. Jimmy Olsen's like a secret, an undercover CIA agent, which is uh, random, but he's dead. Uh, That's that's definitely... Uh, that's definitely the portrayal I want of Jimmy Olsen. I know, right? Yeah. So, um, first of all, such a great CIA agent. Keeping a tracker in this, in the first thing that anybody's going to break or take apart <laughs> if they don't want you to do yeah. something. That's Not, fair. Don't put it in, don't put it in your underwear or someplace that no one's going to normally reach in. No, no, no. Just put it in the the thing that you obviously have to put down and, and utilize that somebody might have a problem with. Yeah, great great job. Well, uh, take a shot because Lois got kidnapped. He the terrorist took her <laughs> hostage, and then of course Superman shows up right at that moment and takes out the terrorist. So a mini kidnapping, but a kidnapping. And uh, it's worth noting somehow Superman is blamed for this incident which I don't understand because all the people it was like all the people that were like supposedly like the um I don't know what country this was even in but like the allies of the US were all shot and Superman gets blamed for this cuz you know Superman loves his guns he's a real he's a real gun toter that's Superman Well actually one of the things that they tried to explain was they did shoot these people but then they burnt the bodies, and I guess they were doing that in the attempt to replicate Superman's heat vision. I guess. But if you examine a body that's been shot, it's gonna have a bullet hole in it. Yeah, I don't. So, I didn't understand this. Also, the uh, the main uh, moral here is Zack Snyder, a clear Republican, maybe even Libertarian, a uh, big government bad, Superman good. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in Gotham City, Bruce Wayne learns that a Russian arms dealer, Anatoly Kenyav, Kenyev, uh, has been in contact with LexCorp owner Lex Luthor. We learn more about Lex Luthor. He's trying to persuade a senator, uh, this lady from Kentucky, to allow him access to Zod's Kryptonian ship and to weaponize Kryptonite to protect Earth from future threats. Again, this senator... Um, the fact that she's like meets this person and is like, yes, I will do business with him. Uh, spoiler alert, she dies and she probably deserved it. Um, Kentucky, <laughs> why are you voting for this person? Like, she's a clear idiot. Absolutely. Bad judge of character. <laughs> it's funny because uh, it was. I'm just glad she wasn't the one who who did that god awful cherry scene. I don't know what that was about. 
<laughs> the cherry Jolly Rancher, to be specific. Yeah, I did. I didn't. Yeah, they never paid that off. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I guess it's just one of those he's quirky things. Yeah. Um, but the movie was doing a pretty good job of his initial introduction. He was acting a little erratic, but he was he was still making good points. Like, uh, hey, Superman's kind of unstoppable. Unless you use this that we've tested to be proven effective against Kryptonian DNA. So maybe we should have some of this stuff on hand in the off chance we ever have to do something to protect ourselves. Yeah, like, that's, okay. a, that's a fair point. But, I mean, yeah, and and they do mention, I, f- I think it was the scene, that, like, uh, LexCorp got the exclusive contract to help rebuild metropolis from all the damage so they're doing good buy lex core stock not unlike ftx so they're doing good at least now get ready to sell though <laughs> because their their owner is about to be arrested by the end of this movie uh, elsewhere clark ken is at the daily planet he seen he sees someone vandalize a superman statue the man says he works for bruce wayne we cut to bruce wayne who's at an underground fight club what and like, previous movies have said you have to go, what was it, 500 miles to find someone who doesn't know what you look like. And so, no one snapped a photo of Bruce Wayne at this illegal fight club. But, yeah, he's trying to find this Anatoly guy. Back at the Daily Planet, Lois thinks the U.S. is arming the rebels while publicly supporting the elected officials. Okay. I'll be honest, this whole Africa terrorist storyline I had no interest in. Like, nothing really happens with it, and, like, who cares? Uh, it's, well, it, they they try to tie it in a little bit better, with, in, at least with the, the Ultimate Edition. It's more so, because she's going there, um, the African general, who we don't care about, but yeah. <laughs> ultimately... It's real confusing because they're doing things to set stuff up to make the plot a little bit more intricate, but they're not doing it with characters that we that we even know from just popular uh, fan general knowledge of Superman and these characters. And most of the people that they're doing it with, they're gone in the blink of an eye. No, that's 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 uh, true, and you never have time to really understand like uh, you know who any of these people really are. I guess. <laughs> um, where was I? Let's see. Ah, so meanwhile, Clark Kent goes to Lex Luthor's house to cover a story, and Bruce Wayne was also invited to this fundraiser. While he's there, he snoops around and plans a device to extract data from uh, LexCorp servers. He goes upstairs. He meets Clark Kent. This is where we get the big meeting where they shake hands and... Lex is acting goofy, like, ooh, he's got quite a grip. Don't pick a fight with this one, huh? And they talk for a minute. Bruce goes back down to retrieve his device, but some mysterious woman has gotten to it first. And then we get a montage of people questioning if Superman is friend or foe, or God, or just a guy with powers, and if he's doing what's right, which we get cameos from uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, John Stewart. And I was thinking about this last night, because... or two nights ago, because he was in uh, Black Panther, I think we have someone who might give Samuel L. Jackson a run for his money as far as who's been in the most superhero (laughs) movies, Anderson Cooper. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Also, wasn't wasn't there a Charlie Rose cameo? 
I think so. I'm, I'm going to have to tally how many movies Anderson Cooper has been in that we've reviewed as Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Probably more than Stan Lee's. So, hmm, he, maybe. He, he crosses over into the MCU and the DCU. He does, hey, so does, yeah. uh, so does Perry White, a.k.a. Goliath in Ant-Man. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh, but really quickly about the whole Superman scenes... It's very interesting that he's supposed to be this controversial figure, yet they build this massive statue of him in the center of all that destruction. I know. Could have been also, a Macho Man statue. <laughs> but, uh... There is a Superman statue is, in Metropolis, Illinois, which is kind of funny. I, that's, on, that's on my to-do list of places to visit. Um, What was I about to say? Oh, but then in the scenes where he's saving people, this is where I have one of the biggest problems with uh, Zack Snyder's character, his, his direction of the film, and as well as his direction of these actors. Superman looks annoyed at with every single person he helps. Yeah. The only person he ever smiles at is Lois, and that severely limits what I know to be true about the character, not only from the TV show's that I've watched, but the comic books that I've purchased, like he cares about more than just Lois stripping him down to my girlfriend in trouble. I must do superhero is pretty dumb. Yeah. Also, if we're making a movie, Batman versus Superman, maybe these characters should contrast a little. If they're both dark and depressing, why it's just two dark and depressing people fighting in the dark. No, that's fair. I, Superman should have been more... Um, I mean, we'll get into it next week. Superman should have been more like a Captain America, where he follows the rules and everything, and Batman should be the Iron Man, where he doesn't. To me. But that's next week. So, at a party, Bruce finds the woman who uh, stole his uh, device... It is my newest number one Hollywood crush. Sorry, Jessica Alba and Rosario Dawson have been dethroned. It's Diana Prince. And uh, Taylor, and also, sorry, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes, Aaron Taylor Johnson. But uh, yeah, Gal Gadot, new number one. Yep. And he uh, he wants his device back, and she says she borrowed it to find a incriminating photo of herself, which um, would have been... You 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 think what it is, but uh, we learn later it's not it's not that. Even though that'd have been cool. But it says you'll find <laughs> it in the glove you'll find it in the glove compartment of your car. So he Bruce gets it. He downloads his file, and he has a vision. And uh, this is um, man oh man. This is I'll just say it. They really. They tried to catch up to Marvel in one single movie, and uh, it was not a wise decision because he gets a vision, and he's in his Batman outfit, and it's a post-apocalyptic world, and he locates the kryptonite rock, except it's not. It's a bomb, and the men are wearing these Superman logos on their arm. They're like his personal army, and they capture Batman, and... Superman shows up, he unmasks him, Superman says, she was my world and you took her from me. Then Bruce wakes up from his dream, 
And then there's the Flash, who uh, we haven't even met yet, but he's there. And <laughs> he say, he's in, like, this portal, and he says, It's Lois. She's the key. You've always been right about Bruce. Fear him. And then <laughs> Flash literally says, Oh, am I too soon? Yes, Flash. You were way too soon. No one knows what the hell you're talking about. No one even knows who you are. So, you are like seven movies too yeah. soon. <laughs> um, yeah. This would be like uh, if at the end, like the end credits, not even the end credits, this would be like if in the middle of Iron Man, they just, if they were talking about space, they just cut to space and Thanos was up there. Like, wait, who? What? Where, what are we doing? <laughs> like, no, we're so, this. you got to build up to this, DC. You tried to, you tried to play catch up in one single movie and this scene had no business being in this movie. This was bizarre. Um, I'm really glad you said that. Yeah. Because as we've been talking about the differences between the theatrical version and the ultimate edition, there are scenes that are there are scenes that are cut that I'm going to point out that help the movie a lot more in the ultimate edition. And then there are scenes that are in the actual theatrical release that don't help this movie at all. And the nightmare sequence and the flash forward from the flash and the message he gives him are at least five to seven minutes worth of screen time that could have been devoted to anything else. This was completely unnecessary. It had nothing to the story that it's trying to tell now because super, he already hates Superman, but he can't decide to kill Superman because of he, because he had a dream about him. This isn't star Wars. You can't do that. Yeah, I know. Th- and it's like, even in 2022, we ha- we don't even that scene has yet to pay off. <laughs> yeah. They have not even written a and maybe it won't because James Gunn's now in charge. But like they haven't even done anything with that scene. And don't get me wrong, an evil Superman sounds cool, but it sounds cool in like 2028 when you've exhausted all of you, when you've when the when the Superman well has run dry, then you can turn him evil. Teasing it in like his second movie, like what are we doing? almost as dumb as killing them. Yeah. I can't believe they would they wouldn't do that. So No, they wouldn't do that. No, they they definitely wouldn't. Meanwhile, Clark is working on a story to expose Batman. Uh, why? Cuz he's not a fan of his methods, I guess. Uh, elsewhere, Bruce tells Alfred, "Superman is the enemy because he brought the war to us and if this rock even has a 1% chance of stopping him, we have to take it." I only say Bruce's reasoning for hating Superman is better than Clark's reasoning for hating Bruce. Like, I don't like his uh, methods. That's a stupid reason. <laughs> yeah, especially... And this is this is the other part of this whole contrasting thing. If one of the superheroes killed and the other didn't, it would be fine. If neither superhero killed and he just had problems with the methods, like you just said, that would be fine. But both characters kill, and both characters have problems with the other one. So who are we supposed to root for? I think you don't he want to like... root for Superman because because he because we've seen him kill Zod, which was understandable. But then we saw him kill that African uh, terror uh, warlord, or presumably did. And you don't want. And after you see the chase scene, you really don't want to root for Batman. Yeah, it's it's like. He, Batman brands people with his, you know, bat, batarang, but like 
is that all he has a problem with? That's all they really show that him like he watches this and he's like disgusted by seeing him branded of uh, one of these guys. It's like who cares? Like he well, burned him. They show they showed a quick scene of it when Luthor was trying to provoke him and showcasing that when he brands these people they die in prison. But that's a problem in and of its own right because why is Batman doing that? And really quickly, uh, since I already referenced the Arkham games, uh, have you have you all played and or seen the gameplay for Arkham Knight? Yeah. Yeah. So you all recall that flashback where Jason Todd is getting branded by the Joker? Yeah. Arkham Knight came out in 2015. This movie came out a year later. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. So Batman then suits up. He follows this truck containing the kryptonite, but Superman comes in, disables the Batmobile. Uh, Superman says, next time they shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Consider this mercy. And Batman says, tell me, do you bleed? And Superman flies off, and he says, you will. Which was very much, um, it reminded me of, uh, in the office, Gabe, when Andy leaves the room, and then Gabe's like, yeah, walk away, bitch. It's like, he can't hear you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's much less effective when yeah. they can't hear you. You you come off as like kind of a loser. So yeah. not only that, um, Superman looked annoyed. He like did. he didn't he didn't feel threatened. He just looked annoyed. Well, he shouldn't feel threatened. He could have killed him. Yeah. Also, um, it's it, this is so weird because they clearly show Batman shooting a tracker at the truck. So it's like, okay, he's going to wait until the truck gets there. Then he's going to steal the kryptonite. No, he shoots the tracker, I guess, as a backup plan. And he still decides to get in his war machine and and hunt down and murder all these people <laughs> who, are es- who are just escorting this rock <laughs> to another site. <laughs> I did like the Batmobile, uh, yeah, they- I'll say that. It was kind of cool. But, yeah. Oh, it definitely you're... looked cool. But but I felt there, there was nothing to warrant any of that. Yeah, they started shooting at him when he was chasing them, but they technically hadn't committed any crime yet. No, that's true. They're just doing what Lex told them. So, Kryptonite is delivered to Lex. Lois is told about the U.S. government's connection to the rebels from Secretary Calvin Sanwick, Swanwick. Uh, who tells her that the men who Lex Luthor are Lex Luthor's private army. And then we move to the trial of Superman and they aren't sure if he'll even show up, but then he does. And Senator Finch, this lady from Kentucky, she's giving a speech and she notices that uh, Lex is not there and that there's liquid on her desk. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be, but anyway, um, um <laughs> scene earlier, there was a scene earlier. Some of the Jolly Ranchers. To Lex, and she's know. talking about like Grandma's kid, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I remember this exactly. Tea. You can take you can take yeah. a jar of piss and call it Granny Sweet Tea. Yeah, but I ain't Lex drinking took, it exactly. And Lex took that quite literally, I suppose. Yes, he did. So. There's a guy. This who... is what inspired Jared Leto when they were doing Suicide Squad. Oh God! 
so there's a, I should mention uh, in the beginning when Bruce Wayne was saving people, there was a dude who got his legs crushed, and he's now in a wheelchair that Lex gave him. And that guy is at the trial. He's going to testify and be like, yeah, look what this damage cost me. I can't walk anymore. And so he's there, and there's a bomb in his wheelchair. It goes off, kills everybody in the in the Capitol, except Superman, of course. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, R.I.P. to a bunch of real ones. <laughs> Except yeah. Senator Finn, she some, was uh, she was terrible. There, there were some fake ones in there. That was there were a lot of politicians there. So I mean, consider. That's true. Yeah, Senator he, Finch would was a, uh, you know, that was a good that was a justified yeah. kill. Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right, you Senator Finch. <laughs> but um, well, she had a poor judge of character. Him. What do you want? Well, actually, she was the one who, if I remember correctly, she was the one who was trying to stop him from getting all this stuff. It was that other exactly. guy who got, who got fed the Jolly Rancher who was like, yeah, sure, we'll give you all this crap for no, that you're asking for. You have but no she, nefarious exactly. plans. She she did entertain it for yeah. a while. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes, she did. So but really let, quickly. Oh, go ahead. Um, the thing, when when the explosion clears out and you see Superman... You would expect him to look horrified or just to be in <laughs> shock. It's only crap. All these people yeah. just died. Like I didn't see it coming. I I just I heard it and I couldn't move fast enough. Oh my god, this is this is partially my fault. I could have I could have stopped this all the things that somebody with that level of power would would think if they couldn't stop something that bad. He just looks annoyed again. Yeah, what is this character direction? Fair. Why is his default reaction to look pissed off? This might have been uh, this might have been a little bit overdramatic. He should have literally been crying. Yes. Yeah. Even if he's not crying, holding his head, just looking around the room, just like, what just happened? How did yeah. I question him everything? Yes. Well, Lex. I Luther. really don't like this scene. <laughs> so Lex Luthor's gotten aboard the uh, Krypton ship. He's learning everything there is to know about Krypton. He also combines his blood with the corpse of Zod, who is still on the ship for some reason. And he tells the ship to yeah. reanimate him. The ship's like, no, the High Council forbids it. He's like, Don't, where are they? And he's we, like, they're dead. Do it. Not a good <laughs> and he's like, well, then proceed. Yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and create nuclear, man. Nothing <laughs> bad's going to happen. Like, wait. Oh, don't get me started on nuclear, man. <laughs> like, like just because the council is dead it means like their authority like nope you can't i don't know it didn't make any uh, sense also how did the computer recognize general zod's prince and then recognize general zod's dead body yeah well use fake fingerprints real yeah. high tech there yeah but the pr prints were of zod <laughs> yeah <laughs> How are you? How is your hand here in your in your body? <laughs> okay. The ship's not too smart, I'm... I guess. <laughs> yeah, if all it takes to override a security protocol is the people who made that are dead. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Dude, it would have been even better if if Lex Luthor, if we want to go full ham, just be like, hey. 
how many bicycles are in this room? Just try to get the AI to do a captcha instead. It's not going to be able to. <laughs> That's good. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, so elsewhere, Batman breaks into LexCorp, steals the kryptonite rock, uses it to make a new suit. He also does some digging on Diana Prince. He sees that... Um, he sees the uh, incriminating photo of uh, of hers, and it was she was alive and well, and looked the exact same during World War One. So yeah, interesting. And, and she was standing next to uh, James T. Kirk as well. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Lois looks into the apartment of the man in the wheelchair. He had fresh fruit in his apartment. She's like, oh, he didn't know he was going to die, and. They examine the wheelchair, and the reason Superman didn't know about the bomb is because there was lead in it, so uh, the whole thing was <laughs> a plan. Yeah, quick question. Oh. When the hell did they establish that as a weakness? I think they've... I mean, I remember in Superman 1, like the 79 movie, like they no, did... No, no, yeah, no, no, they... no, 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 no. When did they establish this in the Snyderverse? Oh, well, never. <laughs> <laughs> Unless well, the only thing I can think of is, um, they know he has X-ray vision, and X-rays don't work on lead, but I don't think they know that his X-ray vision is the same X-ray technology that we have on Earth. That's why when you get like you go to the dentist and they do X-rays, they put the big leather thing on you. But Here's yeah, that. I don't. You know what's funny? They could have clearly established this with a simple re with with a few rewrites of decisions. Number one, he has trouble finding Lois at the beginning because he can't see through something. Simple. Or the more creative approach. You have Superman and Batman fight when he stops that car. And kind of like in the Justice League War movie, if any of you have seen that, Batman's trying all his usual tech and tools and nothing's working. And maybe the one thing that works are his smoke bombs, which have lead in them or something. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, Clark goes into the wilderness, and he finds his dad's ghost or something, and he talks to him. I don't know. Um, uh, elsewhere, he was up in, like, the uh, I don't know, somewhere in Yellowstone, maybe. I don't know. But that was a weird scene. Could have cut that out. Uh, elsewhere, Martha Absolutely. Kent is kidnapped. Um, elsewhere again, Batman turns the bat sig- turns on the bat signal himself. Elsewhere again, Lois is kidnapped for the second time in the movie. She is taken to the roof of LexCorp, and this is where Lex goes full insane. He pushes her off the roof because yeah. he says, "Well, Superman will just come and save you." And sure enough, he does. Oh, so, so full like revelation type of thing, huh? Yeah. So Superman confronts Lex Luthor, tells him he knows that he's Clark Kent, and Lex says, uh, you'll go fight Batman or else your mother will be killed. And Lex says, I wouldn't let them tell me where they took her, so if if you kill me, she dies. And if you fly away, Martha dies. If you kill Batman, Martha lives. Uh, So yeah, I'm not sure why he wants these two to fight, but uh, he does. Yeah, he wants. I have I have several things to say. Yeah. Go ahead, Caleb. He has a very simple reason. Uh, he literally wants to. He wants as much power as he can possibly have. That's it. 
How does that give him power? Which that, that, I don't, yeah, it, yeah, that it, doesn't pass, Caleb. <laughs> it is a status symbol for him. It's like an NFT, man. Like that's it. <laughs> okay. So so let this is what I gotta say about all that. Number one, Superman is about in his mid thirties, because about two years have passed since Man of Steel. He was thirty three then, I think. He's been with his uh-huh. mother, Martha, his entire life. Thirty five years. His mother got kidnapped. He didn't even know. But but Lois Lane is falling off a bridge. He's in the middle of the Arctic Arctic or in the mountain somewhere. And he can zip, zoom, and and catch her, but he is completely oblivious to the fact that oh, I can't hear my mom for some reason. That's okay, fair. <laughs> that's that is certainly a decision. Yeah. Then we're gonna get to, <laughs> um, the the whole concept uh, like you just alluded to about why he want wants to kill want uh Superman to kill Batman. First things first, he he has this problem with gods and stuff where he says uh. If gods are all good, they can't be all powerful. If they're all powerful, they can't be all good. So he wants Superman to kill Batman to prove that he's not all good. Well, I hate to break it to you, Zack Snyder, but but Batman is basically a terrorist in this movie. He goes around yeah. branding people, and the people he doesn't brand, he kills. So you're just going to sub out one controversial uh thing for another superman kills batman half the city's gonna think wow superman went too far the other half's gonna be good get that guy out of here he's acting crazy yeah yeah it, that's a good point especially with the um the fact that he knew lois was in trouble but not his mom <laughs> yeah. so in diana prince's hotel room we get the laziest easter egg of all time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact Which that there's, is? well, real quick, the fact that there's YouTube channels dedicated to, like, dissecting Marvel things, like, uh, I watched one today where it was, like, they referenced a, uh, prof- an, the MIT professor and uh, in, in Black Panther, and people are like, ooh, is the MIT professor Dr. Doom? It's like, they go that far, and by the way, I don't think it is, but it was a question that people were asking. And it's like, they're trying to, like, nitpick everything. Like, there was a small Easter egg of uh, Ant-Man in, in the movie with uh, under Anderson Cooper, of all people, about uh, Ant-Man's book. But here we just have, like, the laziest Easter egg ever. So, Diana Prince opens up this uh, email from Bruce, and it's the photo that she was after, and it's like, hey, you know, we need to talk. What is this? Who are you? And then she opens up some files, and we see one's a convenience store where a guy's robbing it, but then there's a guy who moves at lightning speed and stops the robbery, and no one knows how it happened. That's Flash, who we saw earlier in the movie. Then we just see an underwater, I don't know, drone or something, look into a rock, and then out peeks Jason Momoa, (laughs) who then just stabs the thing with his trident. And then we see uh, Cyborg, who's being assembled and uh, doesn't seem to be going very well. But, yeah, it's like, here's the Justice League. We're just going to spell it out for you. Thanks. That was (laughs) so lazy. (laughs) Thank you, Zack Snyder. Lex Luthor created the Justice League. Yeah. Again, they're trying to, like, catch up to Marvel in one single movie. And 
They're like teasing Superman turning evil. They're teasing the Justice League. They're telling you, they're straight up telling you who the members are. They're introducing these characters with, where we don't even know who they are. And yeah, they could have just been a lot more subtle about it. Like, hey, did you hear about that bank robber that got stopped? Like, someone stopped him. No one even saw him. And it wasn't Superman. It's like, oh, there's a subtle nod to Flash. Instead, they're like, nope, here he is. Look at him stop this thing. And also, he appears in a dream. It's like, no, that's yeah, not there, how you do it. There's a. Yeah, there's a harsh difference between what they did in Man of Steel and what they did here. In Man of Steel, hey, here's a LexCorp truck. Here's a Wayne Enterprises satellite. This yeah. movie. Here's every single thing we're going to do for the next five years, if God willing. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to be like Marvel and that, oh, well, Marvel's the only way to do Easter eggs. No, but, like, this was so blatant. It <laughs> It's yeah, lazy. Yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, no. So, fi Superman finally confronts Batman, and we get the big battle. I will say this was probably the highlight of the movie. So, Batman lays out some traps for Superman. Uh, they seem to work a little bit, but Superman takes them out. It's pretty one-sided at first until Batman shoots some kryptonite gas at Superman. Superman is now much weaker, so Batman beats him up, uh, but it kind of wears off, so Superman regains his strength and begins to beat up Batman again. So then Batman hits him with another gas and spins him around, smashing into a bunch of pillars. That was really cool. And then he goes for the kryptonite spear to finally kill him. Meanwhile, Lois arrives at the outside of the building. So Batman is about to kill Superman when Superman says, you're letting him kill Martha. Batman says, why did you... What do you mean? Why did you say that name? Superman says, Why find a way say to save name? Martha. Batman find then had... her! Save Martha! <laughs> Batman has a flashback to his mom dying, and Batman keeps saying, Why did you say that name? Lois runs in, and you... it's his mother's name, so Batman stops because their moms have the same first name. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad his that, that Superman's mom wasn't named Francine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Otherwise, otherwise. <laughs> the laziest reason ever for a fight stopping. It makes no sense. Uh, yeah. Like, who cares if they have the same name? Hey, how like, about how about a simple conversation? Hey. Superman, why are you here? Oh, uh, Lex Luthor kidnapped my mom. Batman, why are you here? Um, yeah. That's it. For, like, they had no conversation at all in their first encounter. It's just, yep. you're not gonna, you're not gonna superhero anymore. Be thankful I'm not taking you in. And then when Superman's mom is gonna be dead in a couple of minutes, he's gonna, he's gonna keep approaching Batman, who's clearly backing up. Like, Bruce... I was wrong. You gotta stop. There's no time. Yeah. You used all those words to tell Perry about how you wanted to cover the Batman as a story because of all the things he was doing. Your mother's life is on the line and you know how to say five words, 15 max. Yeah. What? <laughs> this like, use your words. You're a journalist. This was, uh... You remember the Seinfeld episode where Jerry... He's going to be at the same party as Jerry Lewis, and he wants to meet him, and he has cufflinks owned by him. And George is like, 
you have the same name, Jerry, there's your in. And Jerry's like, who cares? Like, that's my thing. It's like having the same first name, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It's like one of my all-time favorite football players in college and pro would be Eddie George. And you know what I wouldn't say if I met him? I'd be like, hey, same first name, isn't that cool? I'd be like, no, yeah, I followed you to the NFL. You're the reason I became a Titans fan. I wouldn't say, eh, same first name, pretty cool, huh? Like, no, nobody cares about the same first name. How did this, how did this happen? Like, who wrote this, and how did this get greenlit? Like, this is Chris this is all time bad. And I, and one one last thing about that, he's when Lois comes in to tell the Batman that it's his mother's name. He looks like, oh my God, I didn't realize this 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 man here was a child at one point, and he had parents. <laughs> about five, about two minutes ago. I bet your parents taught you that you came here for a reason, that you were special. Yeah. Smart Batman, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing Vince McMahon wasn't in charge of DC. He would never allow two Marthas. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta change your name. Can't be two. So, <laughs> Lois tells them... My name is now... Hey, I'm doing a Vince McMahon bit. Don't interrupt. I didn't. Her, her, her name is Garrison Kent. I don't know. <laughs> Remember Garrison Kate? That was a weird Save name. Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. The more names you throw out, I'm just going to keep saying it like that. <laughs> so Lois tells them on the outside, the Kryptonian ship is going haywire. Elsewhere, Alfred tracked the cell phone of Martha to a warehouse, and uh, Batman storms the warehouse. There's a pretty good fight scene here where Batman takes out all the henchmen. He finally takes out the guy who has a flamethrower who's about to, like, toast Martha, which is pretty funny. He shoots the gas tank of the flamethrower, which uh, seems like an obvious weakness. And then he burns himself alive. So Superman then bores the ship with Lex on it. And Lex finds out uh, Batman saved Martha. So Lex says, I don't know how to... Uh, he says... Uh, I don't know how to lose, so if man can't kill God, the devil will. So, we are finally introduced to our villain in the movie, which is always good when they come in at the very end. It is Doomsday, a horrible-looking monster, which is what you get when you cross Zod's dead body mixed with Lex's blood. Okay. And Doomsday then starts wrecking havoc on the city. By the way, Doomsday's like... Uh, one of the most powerful villains in DC, so for him to just be a throw-in, disappointing. This this alien monstrosity born from a scientist cloning a baby and doing all types of godly un- experiments on it to make the ultimate killing machine is yeah. just something that Lex Luthor created in the lab with a bunch of scraps. It's kind of similar to Nuclear Man. You're, we were whoever said that earlier was right. Uh, <laughs> So Doomsday starts wrecking havoc on the city. We see Diana Prince exit her plane that she boarded. Superman then has Doomsday in space, and the president authorizes a nuclear attack, despite the pleas from Secretary Swanwick. Doomsday on uh, he comes back to Earth after the bomb hits him. Didn't do anything. And it actually made him stronger, gave him horns, I guess. And Superman is still floating around in space, 
Swanwick deduces it gets stronger the more we attack it and we can't kill it. Um, Batman radios Alfred and says he needs to get his uh, kryptonite spear and that will kill it. Back in space, the sun rejuvenates Superman. Doomsday crashes the Batplane and is about to kill Batman when Wonder Woman makes the save. Pretty good debut for Wonder Woman. That was this was that was that was the one of the best parts in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Superman and Lois uh, go looking for the spear in the water for what feels like forever as Batman and Wonder Woman hold off Doomsday. And I wrote, I feel like Batman should have been the one to search for the spear since it weakens Superman if he gets near it. And out of the three, Batman is the physic is the weakest of the three superheroes so why isn't he going to search for the spear like i don't get that yeah i guess he well i guess he wouldn't have been able to have traveled as well it's kind of weird because this fight jumps all over the place but, but i guess it ultimately lands back relatively close to where they are but if it was just batman so it, it, yeah, it's very weird in that way because it's like batman's not that fast on foot yeah, he's got grapples and everything, but stuff is falling down and collapsing because it's all broken and busted because of Doomsday's blast and stuff. So I guess it makes sense, but it's another one of those situations where, hey, look, Lois Lane needs help. Yeah, I have to do it. It can only be me. So Superman, will... <laughs> he gets the spear, oh, the weapon that makes him weaker the closer he gets to it. So... He tells Lois he loves her, flies into Doomsday, impales him with the spear. Doomsday blows up. Superman dies in the process. Caleb, Superman died. Oh, wow. That wasn't supposed to happen. R.I.P. to a real one. Thank you. Then we see some FBI storming the ship, and Lex Luthor is in a pool with the image of some... Oh, here's another friggin' obvious Easter egg. There's a big giant monster image of a that will be a villain later, and he's got three boxes in front of him, so we got to tease more stuff. And then uh, I think the hologram saw all these FBI agents, so he split. They uh, they arrest Lex Luthor. We get his head shaved, so that's why he's bald. Ugh. And uh, then we see the newspaper headline, Superman dead. And literally, page two, it's like, also Clark Kent is dead. What a weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> like, they died on the same day. Yeah, isn't that a shame? So, at the funeral, Martha gives Lois a letter that Clark wanted her to have. It's an engagement ring inside. And there's a funeral for Clark and Superman, which I'm not sure how, because how there's like two caskets at each funeral. Like, each funeral has a casket. What's in one of them? Which one has the body? And there's two grave sites. Oh. Yeah. How would they know if he? How would they know he's dead? Who's word did they take? Lois Lane's. <laughs> like, I get why. I I can understand that they want to take his body, uh, take him out of the suit, because it'll give away his identity for one, and two, uh, and two let him let his mother bury him with his with his family, but. How did the world find out? In the comics, hey, it's a bunch of reporters and cameras and and footage all showing Superman fighting till his dying breath. Here it's Lois Lane says Superman died. 
Well, we we will later learn it's the uh, when he's buried in Smallville. That's the casket containing Superman's body. But it makes me wonder what did they bury in Metropolis? <laughs> like, you would think like the government would have grabbed his body for sure, for sure. And uh, the only way Martha would have it is if she was like, yes, Clark Kent is Superman and he's my son. So this doesn't work. Uh, anyway. They're at the, uh, Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince are at the Smallville funeral for Clark Kent, and Bruce says, help me find the others like you, and we'll fight. And Diana says, why will they, um, why will we have to fight? And Bruce says, well, it's just a feeling. And then we cut to Lex in prison, and Batman pays him a visit, and he tells Lex he's having him transferred to Arkham Asylum in Gotham, which I guess makes sense, because he's insane. Back at the gravesite, Lois tosses some dirt onto Clark's casket. This is the Smallville grave, and we see like a speck of dirt just start to rise up from the casket. The end. No post-credit scene. Mm. Okay. Where do I begin with that? Right. <laughs> first, of, first of all, this is my biggest. This is why I have such a problem with Zack Snyder at times. He is one of the best action directors I have ever seen. But his character choices and his creative decisions overall are so baffling. Like, okay, why do we need to see Batman confronting Lex Luthor? He's in prison. That's this isn't even Lex Luthor isn't even relevant to the next movie. We know we saw him in prison. That should be the end of it. Instead, we got to spend five minutes watching Batman almost not learn his lesson again. Say, hey, I'm going to brand you next time you do something. You know, didn't didn't you doing that land you in this situation in the first place? Aren't you supposed to learn from your mistakes? Aren't you a detective? But, But okay. Also. I find it funny uh, that Wonder Woman said a hundred years ago she walked away from mankind. Thank you, Wonder Woman 84. Yes, yeah, they clearly <laughs> did not account for doing a uh, sequel to Wonder Woman. Oh, oh God. Well, what do we uh, what do we give this movie? Simon. All right. So, like as I said before, the action and the music and, the, and even the cinematography I really liked in this film. But the characterization of Batman was dumb. The, character, the characterization of Superman was bad. And the characterization of Lex Luthor was pretty bad. And those are the three titular characters in this movie. You decided the color grading leaves a lot to be desired and you... There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make any sense. And you made the all impressive decision of killing Superman in his second cinematic appearance, which has all the dramatic tension and weight of somebody spilling a glass of water. Oh, no. (laughs) My poor table. Uh. So I'm going to give this two scores because, like I said, I did see the theatrical version. And looking at what they decided to cut out and what they decided to keep in. The theatrical version is god-awful. I give that one a two out of five. 
the action and the music are the only things that really save that movie. For the Ultimate Edition, well, I do like some of the improvements. I ultimately still have a lot of problems with the core characterization of a lot of the people in this movie, as well as those plot contrivances that, while some get eradicated by the extra detail, the vast majority of them don't. So I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of 5, which which for your scale translates to basically a 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. All right. I'm actually, I mean, I could also cut a promo on this, but for the sake of time, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, yeah, just like you said, the character's not well written. Um, Superman just constantly looking annoyed. <laughs> the, there, there's so much to go off of. The action kind of carries this. I actually am in agreement. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. All right. Yeah, the uh, action, very good. Uh, The acting, other than Jesse Eisenberg, I thought was good. My biggest problem with the movie was they tried to cram so much into it. It was an obvious, like, we got to catch Marvel. You know, Marvel's already done two Avengers movies. We haven't even done one Justice League. We haven't even teased the Justice League. So instead of just taking our time doing a solo Batman movie, doing a solo Flash movie, and so forth. We're going to just cram all of it in, and we're going to tell you outright who the next people are. We're going to do this weird future scene with Flash and try to tease more down the line. It was a lot, and it was, like I said, it felt like they were trying to catch up to Marvel. And it's like, it's not a race, guys. You have an infinite amount of time, and... You have all the, like, you release these movies and you're going to make money. You don't have to, like, speed up the process. Like, you just don't. Uh, You'd actually make more money if you didn't. But I'm going to also give it a five. So we have a a score of Gami, the 555, the fake phone number. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, next week we got another uh, superhero fight. How about that? Yes. Superhero on superhero action. First off, Simon, thanks for coming on again. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was no problem. Yeah. Now, next week we will be reviewing Captain America: Civil War. If you want to watch that, you can uh, watch it on Disney Plus. So yeah, check that out. Also, this dropping on November twenty third, just a day before Thanksgiving. We want to wish you listeners a happy Thanksgiving. And to um, quote uh, my man Bruce Wayne, <clears throat> why did you say that name? She says I'm crazy, but you know she calls me Superman. Sit on her kryptonite, well baby, she's the backup plan. I gave her everything but my
I'm crazy, but you know she calls me Superman. Said I'm her kryptonite. Baby, she's the backup plan. I gave her everything my inhuman heart. Yeah, yeah. Kryptonite, baby, she's the backup plan. I gave her 